how'd you do, I? See you, Mel. Very We are Pop Culture. We are the group. And welcome back to episode seven of Pop Culture's of Pop Culture. Are you sure you're keeping count right? I'm keeping count right. You just (laughs) That's my thing now. I know it is. I know it is. Um, and uh, today's title is Who's Your Friend When Things Get Rough? Folks, it isn't us. But anyway, uh, welcome back, gentlemen. We want to welcome back, Ron and I want to welcome back uh, Bob and Dave, uh, who um, were not at their very special episode because. Yes. <laughs> because well, you know, I, I I just thought we're we're the kind that share everything, so we wanted to let everybody know where you were and no. what you were doing. Cut the tension with a knife in here, guys. <laughs> wow. It's called cut the brown dragon. Let's go. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you guys were able to hear it. Uh, by the time we're recording this, it will have dropped a, a week before. But um, uh, I I will say I can't speak for Ron and and. Um, Parker, but my kids, uh, my boys had a really good time. We, they had fun with it. Um, they thought it was a blast. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. And we're, uh, I think we're going to do it again, like maybe around Halloween or Christmas. If, if uh, you guys are interested, we'll do another one. God rolling and the creek don't rise. Absolutely. I, you know, I find, I just, well, Bob, I think we need to do a very special episode of our own sometime. <laughs> I'll pull the videotape that we need. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my. <laughs> Huh. All right. Well, enough of that. Um, <laughs> but yes, episode six was a very special episode. But now we are, uh, Dave, on episode seven. Who's your friend when things get rough? Uh, but before we get into our topic today, which is part two of a four-part Saturday morning uh, Saturday morning uh, cartoon moments, um, which number three, by the way, if you're all interested, and I think all seven of you are, uh, will be the talk uh, we will be talking about. Cereal and the Saturday morning commercials, which will include uh, the uh, school rock, the cereal and and, uh, school rock. I thought we'd incorporate those two together. And then our our final piece on the Saturday morning when we get to it down the road will be, of course, because I saved the best for last, in my humble opinion, Bugs and Gang, the Looney Tunes. So... See now, I saw I saw something. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Y'all can't see it, but I, well, I can always that? see where Dave's mind's working. He's like, "However, you forgot," <laughs> or something to that effect. No, I would say they're they're the one Bugs Bunny cartoon show was very good. 
Well, yeah, but we're going to go a little bit past that with the Warner the Warner kids. Oh, we're so. going to do the Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner hour too. <laughs> yes, I think. So I guess that's Bugs two. Bunny and Roadrunner show, <laughs> and we can move on with with Pinky and the Brain and and all of those. Well, we can we when can Spielberg we can took over. Warner so we are doing yes. Looney Tunes. We're doing Looney Tunes. Yeah, I'm, well, I, was, Looney Tunes. I'm, I was just trying to be mean. Yeah. I don't know. That's He's, all right. You're going to be another very special episode here in a minute <laughs> <laughs> because you've got to have Elmira. About bullying. You've got to have okay. Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> yes. You got to have the Rooster Boo. Rooster Boo. Slappy Squirrel. Because that's comedy. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have them all. Can we introduce ourselves? Do we introduce ourselves? Not yet, but we're going to. When did you lose the room, Brian? (laughs) Um, I think it started with a very special episode. (laughs) 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 And that's our show. tonight's Blossom. (laughs) Webster's friend has a crisis. Anyway, hi, folks. Um, uh, let me, I think before we go any further, we should introduce ourselves. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, let me start with myself here. I am your host, internationally tolerated, Brian Burchett Ross. And no, really, I have a niece in Edinburgh, so I've been there. So I'm internationally tolerated now. Okay. Yeah. Um, and to my left. Two countries. To. to <laughs> Wow, is this going to be a day? All right. Um, to my left, uh, we have... But intercontinentally tolerated, too, I guess. And I know someone who is an enemy of the crown. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. There you go. <laughs> Seriously. So choose your, your witticisms carefully. <laughs> to my left, <laughs> I have... <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we have a cough button? There is no cough button on there. I might edit that. Oh, good. I might. He is looking. Maybe there's one. Maybe. To my left, we have... Oh, hello. I'm Robert Yeoman, and I have a friend who is an enemy of the state. (laughs) Well, actually, that was an enemy of the crown, not the state, though. Somebody would like to make it brown. And... and <laughs> wow, this is a bumpy one already. And right across from me, <laughs> Ron Roberts. <clears throat> and to the right of me, David War, <laughs> who is suffering from low oxygen because of the air quality. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for those it, who. I've been tested several times for COVID. It's not COVID. Yes, well, it's something more horrific. <laughs> oh. There is something brewing out in um, the western states. No, it's eastern Canada's on fire. No, there's also a virus mutation. Oh, in there's always a virus mutation. Nevada, not Nevada, Washington State. Really? Two, two deaths at this point. Oh, you heard it here first. Okay, well, so much for fun and frivolity. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can I say my goldfish passed away last Tuesday? <laughs> I, okay. I I'm so sorry to hear about Monty. Um, how do you taste? Like heaven, like chicken, <laughs> like every right. wish. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have opened the door. Made. I should not have opened that door. <laughs> All I'm seeing is Marge Simpson slicing the three-yard fish. <laughs> 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 
Anyway, our topic today is going to be, uh, as I, I think I said, I don't know. We've already gone off the rails. And I've studied this. I'm ready for this. So, are you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're it's... you're out of luck then, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. I just have my re- Swiss cheese memory. <laughs> He's got book at learning. Book at learning? Well, I wouldn't say book at learning. Wikipedia. But... Okay, there you go. Well, that's still. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Sid and Marty Croft. But before we do, uh, a couple of um, notes of interest. Uh, something Ron brought up. 39 years ago today, I was born. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. We'll give you that one. You weren't there for the special episode. Um, but we'll. Yeah. Uh, 39 years ago today, Ghostbusters uh, premiered. Really? Yeah. The original. Yes. The real Ghostbusters. Ask him. He told me. Yeah. Actually, that was the cartoon, <laughs> was the real Ghostbusters. So. Uh, I can't remember. Well, there was a cartoon called The Real Ghostbusters, right? There was the Ghostbusters, which had Larry Storch and the, the guy from F Troop. Forrest then Tucker. There, Forrest Tucker. And a gorilla. And a gorilla. And they were it was good, the Ghostbusters. It was good TV. It had a gorilla. They tried, it to was, buy, it was. they tried to buy the names they wouldn't sell. So they just put the real Ghostbusters as the four... Ghostbusters, we were all new from the very incredibly popular movie, which was out in 1983. There might have been an Abbott and Costello called Ghostbusters, too, wasn't there? Possibly, but I don't do Abbott and Costello. Neither do really. I, but with maybe three suits. I don't know. But that's, Your next that's great. I loved Ghostbusters. Yeah. The uh, special effects of the time were outstanding, and now, of oh, course, yeah. now you watch them, and it's like, oh. Oh, I still enjoy them, but I enjoy them for the actors. Well, I, I think something happens when we put it on the little screen. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. they just aren't as good on, as on the, I don't know, because of the clarity. I don't know. Well, also, the mean. resolution has changed standard-wise mm-hmm. from basically the 286 pixels per inch. <laughs> We're now up to 14, no, 28.6 Points a pixelization for your ultra well, wide four thousand K or four thousand K or four K I guess it would be. and your eyes can't even see that any thirty two trillion colors mm-hmm. that's what Cinemark I think tries to tell someone is banging on the bottom from I the no Brian just looks disgusted I know I'm fascinated and your point I, I think, being I think I know why we don't get on the special episode <laughs> I think they know why we should. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Anyway, uh, I think the, it's croup. The, so yeah, so happy birthday to uh, Ghostbusters in all its forms. We and and uh, other, other than that, the only other thing I want to mention. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why I have to say this. <laughs> My favorite part of Ghostbusters was the opening with that librarian, the ghost, because <gasps> it's like it started off with this horror thing. And uh, spoiler alert, um, um, but but just to me, it's like they did that. And I will say the unappreciated female version, mm-hmm. I think, started uh. off the same way. It started off with this nice boom, yeah, and and then got into the so-called comedy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And that the, yeah, it's a great opening scene, uh, definitely. And it's I just like love it. And, and I'm, I'm among too. the I'm among the minority that would like to see a sequel to the female one too. Would you? Why not? I didn't have any problems with it. I would think it. that Zon- Sony would like their money back from the first one. Yeah. Well, I liked... Uh, they did. It was, I think, Leslie Jones' character. Mm-hmm. It was something about... I, I don't know. 
I think she and I, is. I'll go see Melissa McCarthy in anything. Yeah, I will. I, Except I don't um, like her Little Mermaid apparently. performances. Oh, I've heard nothing but great things about Little. I Mermaid. just haven't gone seen it yet. So. Yeah. Anyway, the other the other thing that I I want to mention, uh, and um, I'm going to take a moment here. <laughs> um, uh, just got back from New York City, and uh, w- w- my husband and I saw a show called uh, um, uh, Shocked. Broadway show, which I highly recommend. I, I did a uh, review of it on our other bu- podcast, which I'll give a plug out, although I'm now start, I'm starting to wonder why. Um, uh, the Art and Business of Community Don't Theater. the podcast, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it's the podcast. The Art and Business of Community Theater, uh, Monroe Community Player Podcast. We talk about that. Um, I also We also went and saw Barry Manilow. 50 uh, episodes. 50 episodes in, yes. 50th will drop here next week. Uh, went and saw Barry Manilow. Uh, and um, uh, was a great show. Did uh, he do his commercials? No. <sighs> I know. I wish I wish he would have. now know those to be commercials, though? Uh, well, people of I a mean, certain age. age. Yeah. <laughs> trust, trust me. That audience that was there I'm knew sure was. those commercials. I have a bucket of chicken. David, yes. You're looking good. Goodbye, Goodbye home. David and I were among the youngest in that crowd. We truly were. Uh, but it was a great show. It was a great show. Uh, the man, the man uh, can still, he's still got the voice. Still got the voice. Um, so clean. Also, I want to uh, uh, for those of you this this will drop here next in the next week or two. We're we're recording this on Thursday, June eighth, twenty twenty three, and um, I told you I uh, I want to give a shout out to all those who celebrate Pride, um, uh, and I want to tell you a little story that that. Um, goes with uh, this Barry Manilow thing that I went and saw. Um, I loved Barry Manilow as a kid. And and I, I'm telling you this story um, because I'm hoping that if somebody out there listens, maybe I can reach one person with this. Um, I loved Barry Manilow as a kid. And I used to blare him out on my um, record player uh, in a very suburban 1950s ranch style subdivision. And at a very early age, I knew what I was, who I was. And uh, so did a lot of the older kids uh, had figured it out by then. And so I would blare Barry Manilow. And uh, the few times that I did, the, um, those older kids would be walking by and they would yell out fag music for a fag. Well, I took those, that album, my Barry albums, and I went down in the basement and I hid them. And I played them. But I played him in the basement. I saved David Bowie and all my other stuff that I knew that everybody, you know, in that area would like. Well, go uh, several years later, 21, I come out, lose a couple friends, lose a couple family members. Speed it up to uh, 31. Um, I was then asked to be a father. And uh, when I decided to do that, I lost more family members and a lot more uh, friends. I, weirdly enough, gay friends who thought that was the most horrendous thing I could do. Well, forward fast to uh, this year, 57, May 31st, 2023. Barry Manilow sits on a stool with one pin light 
dropped over him and sings I made it through the ring which was the song I always played and I did I took every one of those people that made fun of me and told me how horrible I was and I proved them wrong so for anybody out there even if I just reach one person it'll be worth it don't listen to anybody be yourself be true to your core try to be nicer than I was when I was younger but be true to your core and I guarantee you someday you'll be in your late 50s with a song that you use to help you through stuff and you'll hear that person singing and you'll go I made it so happy pride that's my story now I also want to take a moment to thank not only the LGBTQ community who keeps fighting, but all of our allies. And we have a lot of them. And there are three of them in this room that I absolutely adore. And I want to thank each and every one of you for being my friend. And I want to thank you for helping me pull this moment out and bring this whole show up again. So, there you go. Well said. So, can we laugh again? No. It's all over. <laughs> it's all over. But, hey. Well, my, my blaring the Partridge family outside my window story is not nearly as dramatic. So. <laughs> oh, you did that? You, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was that much of a... Raiders know, of the Lost whatever. Yeah. Hey, speaking one more but thing of New York. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Well, you. I, yes I, thank I, you for I, including us. Well... Um, yeah, I just thought it was Pride Month and I, and I wanted to do something. And if I, like I said, if I reach one person, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's worth it. So, however, I also have for you folks, because I went to New York and I was thinking of you guys. Cake. Fruit Loops. Cake. Fruit Loops. <laughs> fruit Loops. Not cake. cake. That's not Fruit Loops. Loops. Oh, right. What do we get? Um, I guess cake. Cake. Is that? Yeah. Hopefully it's my Fruit Loop cake, maybe. We went to uh, a candy store. And I saw these old throwback candy boxes, and I thought, well, hey, we're going to give some candy out uh, to uh, to you guys. You, you two, Bob and Dave, get the uh, 1970s. And I given around the 1980s because that's kind of where we all came from in our own little way uh, growing up. So uh, there's a little gift for you there um, from New York City. Thank you. That so is nice. outstanding. Did not need to do that. How do I open this? How do I? Um, I don't know. I didn't buy myself one. I bought other stuff. But sadly, none of these were around in the 1970s. They weren't? <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they were. <laughs> now, folks, one last thing, and I swear uh, we're well, going to get to our Mike and tropical, tropical fruits were not. Well, I didn't think they started till the 80s. Well, Mike and Ike, sure. I think. Yeah, was Mike and Ike sure. was. But, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I'm just so many tangents today. The thing I miss is the original Good and Fruity. Oh, yeah. Because they changed the formula, so it's now more like Mike and Ike's, but it used to be more like a Good and Plenty. But it was fruity. But it was fruity. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He used Good and Plenty candy to make his train run. It was the, like, that same consistency of the candy-coated licorice. It's kind of like the uh, Starburst. 
the like the inside of it was kind of like the yeah. shark. So it, was, it had oh, the okay. coating and the coating, crunching, then it, then and the gummy, gummy inside. Then it, yeah. And now I think they're more like a like an ice if you see them anymore. Yeah, yeah they're I hard to find. Good Especially this, good fruit this is theater box. Yes. Yeah, it is a well, theater box. It's got bit of honey, and I've been jonesing for some bit of honey. So. Oh, my teeth couldn't handle that. But I'm not done, folks. There's and, and more. Bazooka gum. There's more. Yeah, bazooka gum. Um, there is more. I also found, <coughs> because this group <coughs> tends to talk about cereal <laughs> quite a bit. Um, you know, a good bowl of cornflakes just starts the day right. Raisin bran. It's a nothing. Jethro thing. We saw Jethro eating them. I found in crunchy that, wheat in that same <laughs> oh god slightly sweet in the same uh, candy store this cereal popcorn you had a picture of that on your Facebook oh my god fruity. That just was that what oh yeah fruity I, I haven't found them around here yeah um, only in New York City popcorn. only in New York City it's popcorn mixed with uh, made with fruity pebble cereal so I thought all right I wait I I was gonna wait to our cereal episode but I can't wait that long. Well, I tell you, and you saw my Facebook post with the uh, fruity pebbles, <coughs> pudding, and syrups. I've now started seeing fruity pebbles in everything. Yeah. What you look for, there's a fruity pebbles candy bar, 400 calories. Uh, <laughs> Way to break it down, Dave. <laughs> um, there's Halloween shot down. <laughs> um, I, and I can't remember, but it's like everywhere I look, it's like fruity pebbles, this fruity pebbles. It's like, so it's a General Mills, those mm-hmm. fruity pebbles. Yeah. They've just licensed the heck out of that. Yeah. I didn't know they had a candy bar. I knew they had uh, yeah. the pop tarts and the uh, the syrup and stuff. It's well, basically Rice Krispies. With- well, what I wonder is still, you know, it amazes me because you know, when we grew up, Fred and Barney were a cartoon show. You know, the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, does anyone know the Flintstones other than right. shucks, hucksters for vitamins and, and candy? Right. They still right. make Flintstone vitamins. They do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they okay. do. They it's finally added. Uh, they finally added Betty. Yeah. So I thought we'd all try this at the, at, and see what we think of the Fruity Pebbles popcorn. Um, oh, that's a good aroma. You think so? As Bob yeah. would point out. All right. I mean, definitely it's the sugar that you sniff. And oh, yeah. It smells like corn, pure corn syrup, too. It's no, no additives. It's good popcorn. <laughs> no additives. Some people consider corn syrup the additive. <laughs> Actually, I would probably think the bag would be the... Oh, you know what would make this better? A donut. Mmm, donuts. (laughs) Cinnamon roll. (laughs) Fruity fruity pebbles on a donut. It's just, it's wonderful. Yeah. This is good. It's really good. It is. I didn't expect it to be that good. You can, we can keep eating it, guys. It's post fruity pebbles. And not to be confused with pre-fruity pebbles? No, Post, I think, is owned by For all those who are still with us, we are just sitting here eating <laughs> We're just eating popcorn. So talk amongst yourself. <laughs> well, we're going to go on now, but yeah, keep eating it, guys, because that is good. That is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's very, I think it's a fresh taste as far it, as the popcorn. Yeah. I was expecting like yeah. a harder, staler. I was too. I mean, you, if the stuff you get at the movie theater right. is just yeah, this is yeah. stale. Yeah. I am. I'm reading the ingredients here. And oh, Lord. You'll be why? shocked to learn. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> that this contains bioengineered food ingredients. No way. They'll get broccoli in you somehow. 
I don't think it was broccoli. <laughs> I knew it would be assimilated eventually. Um, wow. Okay. Mm. Oh, we found something else out. No, we're just... Mm. Okay. Yeah, this is good. You want some more, Bob? No, I'm good right now. Okay, all right. So let's let's begin with our topic because we got five minutes left. Um, no, we don't. But uh, uh, let's let's start with our getting to know you question. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. It's a catchy little tune, though, isn't it? Um, thank you, Julie. All right. So here's uh, what were the que- what was the question I was gonna I asked you guys oh that one to be Julie Andrews that's who sings it, it. Deborah Mary Martin no but the the one I use is Julie Andrews from King and I uh-huh. she did that on Broadway no, uh, it was a studio album the, the movie was Deborah Kerr right correct she did it on Broadway okay yeah and also there was a studio one that's the one I, oh yeah there's I a think it's Deborah one. Kerr yeah it was yeah Deborah. You it was Deborah, Deborah somebody. Kerr. It was Deborah Kerr. Deborah Kerr's body, maybe Marnie Nixon's uh, voice. Yeah. But but no, it was uh, it was uh, uh, Julie, Julie Andrews. Andrews. Yes. So thank you, Julie. Uh, so here's my question, guys, to start off uh, our Sid and Marty Croft topic. What uh, are two of your favorite Saturday morning Sid and Marty Croft cartoons, and what is one of your Saturday morning? I, I missed that part. And what is your <laughs> And uh, one of your favorite uh, possible favorite nighttime uh, shows that they that they produced. Let's oh, good. Let's start with Ron. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm going to have to say none of them. <laughs> because I honestly, I looked at the list and I've heard of them. I have never seen a stitch of any of it. Never so, seen one. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Well, I, 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 to, I know you come in to later. Be fair, to be fair, in, in the, heart, uh, the height of the Croft movement, mm-hmm. I was maybe three, four, or five sure. years old. So sure. didn't sure. really have a whole lot of say in what was on the TV at that time. And interestingly enough, you really don't see reruns. No. Of the Croft stuff, like you do the Looney Tunes and the and the um, Hanna Barbera, you have to look for it. You and if you've not been it. exposed to it, yeah. So yeah. So, so yeah. So I will say nothing. All right. Well, that's fair. That is very fair, uh, Bob. I will have to go with the original, the blockbuster, the one and only puppet Muppet Fruppet, who actually had a movie out before the cartoon showed up and featured Oliver from Oliver uh, Twist. Actually, he played the Artful Dodger. Artful Dodger still used in uh, Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Nominated for an Oscar. Who led a horrible existence afterwards, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, H.R. Puffin Stuff. All right. All right. That's number one. Number two, because of the talents of one Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> and they couldn't pay. Um, sorry. No, you're fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Brian no, gave me fine. things with little. <laughs> <laughs> gave me something with a lot of little pieces. And, 
Uh, they couldn't afford Paul Lynn's salary request. Right, right. So that's why they have Charles Nelson Riley. And that show is? Lidsville. In the middle of the summer, in the middle of a park, there began a great adventure for a boy whose name was Martin. Oh, Lidsville. But he also starred in Uncle Croc's Block with the one and only Dr. Smith, Jonathan Harris, as his sidekick. So Which there, I didn't know that one. I did not. You've know that got one. to see it. It is the great. You thought that it, they were on acid with HR uh, Puff and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were hardlining heroin when they got to <laughs> Uncle Croc's block. I remember Uncle Croc. I don't remember that Jonathan Harris was in that. He was the director. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What about a nighttime? <laughs> I had better things to do with my nighttime to watch a piece of shit like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even then, it was it was truly horrible. I mean, you didn't like Donnie Marie? No, dear God, no. You didn't like the Hudson Brothers? No. Neither did I. I just want them to zip up their shirts and watch them scream in agony as chest hair is being ripped out by those huge zippers they were using on him. Thanks, Bob. Let's go to Dave. <laughs> well, you had your story. I had mine. <laughs> Yeah, and that one made me cry, too. (laughs) (laughs) No more sugar for you. I know. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Dave, what about you? What's your two morning? Well, like Ron, I really didn't watch much of it religiously. Um, Never my thing. Um, For for whatever reason, I I do recall, though, what I did watch was like the Banana Splits, which technically probably aren't Sid and Marty Croft because they they did the show, apparently, the design of the show, but it was for Hanna-Barbera. Right, right. In fact, that's how they kind of got started was. Yeah. 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 With that. Which I never realized um, until I started kind of digging into this. But I'm going to say the ones I do remember, Land of the Lost. Met the greatest earthquake ever known. High on the rapids, he struck their tiny raft and plunged them down a thousand feet below to the land of the lost. Because there, there was quite a Quite a few people who watched that, and I, you know, oh, yeah. I knew enough to know what a Slezak is. Slezak, yeah. Um, and and so I'd like to go back and watch that again mm-hmm. because it still has quite a following today. I think for the original series, mm-hmm. um, not the movie, Mm-mm. not the movie. Mm-mm. I watched the movie. I should should not have done that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> that was just a bad. Yeah. Um. So. Um. And I guess I will say. I was never really a huge fan of H.R. Puff and stuff, um, but I, I do recall, you know, there's something about it. Um, though I, oddly enough, have the box set at home. <laughs> it was a gift. Okay. Um, well-intentioned, but... Um, Missed the mark. Yeah, but but still, of, of the that group of shows, um, I guess I'll say the Bugaloos, because we haven't mentioned it yet. 
Okay. What about nighttime? Any nighttime? Well, I actually like the Brady Bunch variety hour. Really? A look of shock and astonishment comes from Brian. Only because, you know, it's a Brady Bunch. Even though they well, sh- it is Brady Bunch. I can't even remember today, though. Did they switch out Susan Olsen or Eve Plum? No, they uh, Eve Plum on okay. that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kn- the, all the sisters seemed were interchangeable. They kept switching different yeah. actresses. Well, they had the same wig. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and and I, I remember watching Donnie Marie mm-hmm. regularly as oh, well. Donnie Marie was huge. Um, uh, for me, it was it's a- Christy, not so much. Which one? I think it's called It's Christy. Chrissy? Oh, yeah. It's a show I found on the list. It was yeah, kind of weird. It was very, very weird. Very short-lived. Yeah. Um, mine was mine would have been, uh, mine are HR Puff and stuff. Because, um, in fact, I... Can't do a little because you can't do enough. Exactly. Once upon this And I have a very, very vivid memory of... Uh, one of my very first, when I was like three or four, maybe, uh, first Halloween uh, costumes when when we went out to trick or treat. Y- y'all remember those those yeah, wonderful you, Halloween costumes so that were the, flammable? These are the store bought on. ones. Oh yeah, with the the, the plastic, with the plastic mask, mask with, with the, the little rubber band thing that always snapped and snapped. So you couldn't see or breathe. Yes, and then your exactly. mom took it and then opened up the eye hole, mm-hmm. totally destroying the effect you were trying to get from NASA space invader. <laughs> Um, but yes. But, okay, so, you have that. Yeah, I had okay. that. That was HR Puffin stuff was one of the very, very first of those that I had. So you were you were Puffin stuff in, as the Halloween character. Yeah. Oh, I was. Well, a, I was Puffin. I stuff. think my problem with Puffin stuff was, was that the opening was, lasted almost as long as the entire episode. Because it was they did it took the key from well, Japan. It was a ship. You had to bring him in. He had to find <laughs> the magic flute. Then he gets landed on the island. We got to save him from which is a witchy poo. Witchy poo. Yeah. Witchy poo. And then the broom went. There's a lot of running around and waving hands in the air and well yeah is that rather like the japanese cartoon characters we have like now a tinky winky and oh uh, the um teletubbies, teletubbies. uh no. i uh, no. i think i think at least no i could understand i sat through a lot of teletubbies when my kids were little and uh, let me tell you no hr puff and stuff i just didn't understand why there was one that had a tv in his stomach oh they all did they all did? Mm-hmm. What was their thing? That's why they were Teletubbies. Teletubbies, yeah. Freaks. I never understood why the sun was a giggling baby. <laughs> because you're an early Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my other one, <laughs> uh, and, and it was only on for one season, but it just uh, it hit my wheelhouse, and I remember it. Electro Woman and Diner Girl. Shoot, we forgot Dr. Right? Yeah, you're right. Electro Woman and Dyna Girl. I loved <laughs> Electro Woman and Dyna Girl, what? which I watched last night a couple episodes and went, why? Why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did I like that? The I thought it was going to be uh, Jeff and Pink Lady. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jeff and Pink Lady, no. Uh, yeah, that was that's a yeah, that was one of their the uh, <laughs> nighttime ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought I thought it was. Well, it's on the list, isn't it? Yeah, Jeff, Pink, Pink Lady. Oh, and Pink Jeff. Lady. And Fog, yes. Yeah, okay. that's that's the name. No, I one. thought you were talking about Electro Woman. Uh, yeah, like that's that, that was, was never idea. that was never at night. No, 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 that was during the day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The huff, um, tried to correct myself. Yep, no problem. Uh, Puffin stuff and Electro Woman and Dinah Girl were my two morning ones. What were the other ones in that? In the, it was a program block. It was a Croft Super Show. Uh, it, they had Doctor Shrinker, Electro Woman and Dinah Girl, Captain Cool and the Kongs. Which I don't remember that well. I think that was the rock group that was behind the Hudson Brothers. Oh, might have been, might have been. Yeah, I, I, I that one I, I vaguely remember. There was Wonderbug, which I do remember. It was a um, beetle bug. I mean, a it was it was car? A, no, it wasn't a beetle. It was a um, a dune buggy, kind of oh, okay. kind of like uh, the same type you you saw in uh, Jabberjaw and, mm-hmm. and that. Um, and it would. Everybody and it, in the 70s had a dune. 70s had a dune buggy. Yeah, absolutely. And they talked to them. And and they talked back. And you know, and this dune buggy was like all the others, you know, and it would sputter and whatever. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and then there was Bigfoot and Wild Boy. I missed that one. I don't remember that one at all. I don't remember that one either. And then Magic Mongo. Okay, now there's a drug reference if there ever was one. Well, you know, the funny thing is, when I was going down to our house. A gay bar in Toledo. I think I met Magic Mongo, but I'm not 100 <laughs> percent sure. Um, happy well, birthday! You know if you met Magic Mongo, because <laughs> I think I know who he's talking about. <laughs> if anybody would know, Bob. Um, Bob, yeah, we used to both hang out there, but yeah. Um, but those those are my two morning: Electric Woman, Diner Girl, and of course uh, HR Puff and stuff. And as for the nighttime, you know. I watched, I was telling these two before you got here, uh, Dave, that last night I, I, I told my husband, I said, okay, I want to watch one of these nighttime things. He says, which one? Well, I don't remember the Brady Bunch Friday hour, so let's watch that. So I watched the first episode, got done. David was like, well, what the hell did we just see? And I'm like, I don't remember it being like this. Um, so what did I do? Synchronized swimming, right? Yeah, synchronized swimming. Oh, a lot of that. Yeah, if there was a swimming pool, an ice rink, oh, uh, whatever. Roller, skate, roller, roller skating. Skates. It was sitting Mardi Gras. Yeah, it was right on their wheelhouse. Big concept. Big, big concepts. And uh, so I did what uh, the only thing, logical thing I could do is I found the second episode and watched that. Uh, in which case, David, went, I'm going to bed. Um, but number three was gone. Yes. But I'll have to say, for me, uh, Donnie Marie. Because although just as bad as probably, or now I want to say bad, but as campy and and whatever as it was, it was that moment of uh, of Americana TV that that hit the bullseye for where we were as a family unit for the most part, if if, if that makes sense. And uh, Donnie Marie uh, definitely, you know, checked out. Checked off all the boxes, uh, much more so than than. Um, although I will have to say, the second episode of of uh, uh, Brady Bunch show, Brady Hour, had um, rip ta- rip rip torn. torn rip torn yeah. rip torn, and you gotta love that man because. Yeah, I know. He was, you know, he threw the confetti everywhere. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. So, but anyway, I think that was a sole act. He just threw confetti. And made oh, noises. he took his hair to pay off too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they, so many. Jo- Alice just kept. Belton jokes about his toupee one side and up the other, uh, down the other. Anyway, Alice says in Ann B. Davis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's a trooper. She's probably still doing shtick up in heaven. Yeah. She, 
probably is. In heaven. Probably is. Now, for all of you out there that don't know, the Croft brothers, uh, Sid and Marty Croft, were born in Montreal, Quebec, uh, Canada, on July 30th, 1929, and April 9th, 1937. So there was kind of a gap between Mm -hmm. the two of them. Uh, They're from Greek-Hungarian descent. um, And for years, they claimed to have been the fifth generation of puppeteers in their family. But it was revealed in 2008 that the story was invented by a publicist in uh, 1940s. Uh, Their father was actually a clock salesman. stories usually are. Mm -hmm. A clock salesman who moved from Canada to Providence, Rhode Island, and then New York City. Uh, Sid Croft became a popular puppeteer who worked in vaudeville and was featured player with the Ringling Brothers in Barnum Bailey Circus. Is that still? around or did they finally no it's gone it's because gone animal rights oh no that makes sense uh i think I, you have uh, um like uh, the circus who lay acts are still performing are they oh it's yeah trampe- okay. the trapeze thing anything that did not involve an animal yeah yeah because they the elephants is none of them do the elephants oh yeah now. no the shrine circus is still around is it but that's charity yeah yeah. Uh, anyway, in the 1940s, Sid created a one-man puppet show, The Unusual Artistry of Sid Croft. They performed it around the world. His father joined him on the tour in Paris while Marty stayed in New York. And uh, then in the 50s, uh, and in 1957, they developed uh, Les Poupées de Perret, a puppet show with a very mature theme, which I would like to get my hands on and see what exactly they did there. Because, you know, as Dave just said, everything's big with them, so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, okay. and one of their very, very first uh, television uh, premieres was in 1965 on the Dean Martin Show. So, uh, and then, of course, as we already mentioned, and it's interesting because I just uh, not too long ago re-listened to our episode four of um, of the first our first Saturday morning talks with Hanna Barbera, and I actually say I thought that the Hair Bear Bunch. Um, was or the banana splits was uh, was said Marty Croft, and I found out it wasn't. But then it I was. during during the research here, it's like no, it kind of was. Yeah, that's where uh, they called them in and got it set up, and that's what where they took off. Yeah. They also had some help from another artiste that had experience. They met Walt Disney at a party for charity or whatever. Hmm. And they bumped in. They said, Mr. Disney, can you give us, you know, we're just starting off with the business. Do you have any advice? According to them, they just stopped and said, he just turned around, looked intently at them, and then said, put your name on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and they sense. did, and they, they credited Walt Disney for his business acumen. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, just so we don't get sued. Um, I just would like to let everybody know that <clears throat> the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus is still around. Excellent. Oh. Um, it does look, though, as it is no longer featuring any animals of any kind. And it will be in Detroit November 17th through the 19th. So there you go, guys. Oh, hey. Oh. All right. So um, we can step on knowing it's not just a lot of clowns, a lot of trapeze. Yes. That's yeah. What it looks like. Yeah, well, shout out to them, and uh, if y'all are in the Detroit area and listening to this, get your tickets now. Do they, not even horses? They used to does, do horses. It does not look like it. It looks like it's all stunts and whatnot. Hmm. hmm. Uh, what else do I have here about them? Now, and, and this again is funny to me, because in several episodes, uh, 
Bob has jokingly alluded to the fact that some of these shows people had to have been on drugs to do, and I don't think any anyone has been uh, been uh, thought of as being on drugs when they created their shows as much as Sid and Marty Croft because you know every their their concepts are just extremely wild. But they have said in several interviews, no drugs were involved. You can't do the drugs while making the shows. Although Marty said, I am in no way an angel when it comes to that stuff, but I never did anything when it came to creating or, or making the shows. So, although I still to this day would think he, some of those ideas had to have popped into his head at while some, he was high. Yeah, some point. Because it's like, Ugh. it was have to be LSD. And uh, then, of course, uh, then they started coming out with their shows, the Bugaloos, which I didn't like. Who did? Um, <laughs> the, let's, uh, the Archies. Well, you just named it. Why, the Archies. I just said it because we hadn't talked about it before. The, the, but, the Archies were more popular than the Boogaloos. Archies were more popular than anybody well, on Archies, TV. Archies are perennial favorite, right? I yeah. Mean, there's still a version of the Archie around. And yeah, they're all studio. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last season, but you know, Riverdale, they just kind of keep reinventing the characters for different situations now. Did you see Riverdale? Did you watch that? I used to. I, I, no, I didn't have that I, cable. Yeah, I watched it in the early days, and it, it's it was a typical CW show when the, with a lot lot more angst than I needed in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they did angst. a couple time jumps though, apparently. So I would have liked to have kind of watch the issues or the episodes that took place like in the fifties. Oh, oh, that would have been cool. But the and yeah. Um, uh, where I was going though, when we talk about LSD and stuff, it's we're looking at, of course, Sid and Marty Croft, kind of the lens of the future, because mm-hmm. we're True. going back and looking at it. We've got to remember in the seventies, everything was brightly colored. Yes, I mean, yes. color television had just been released. You know, sixties and seventies were yeah. bright colors everywhere. Sure. I mean, if you don't believe me, go look at your grandmother's or your great grandmother's kitchen. Yeah. Orange <laughs> and avocado, avocado is green. Not- yeah, it's going to be lots of yellow. Orange. Yeah. Um, Ours was. I know that. Yeah. And yeah. they always had that nuclear star type thing. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It looks like yeah. Like a star. Yep. Yeah. The atom. Yep. Exactly. And and it was everything because uh, as as Bob said, uh, color TV was pretty new at that point. It was like a box of fruity pebbles. <laughs> Life is like a box of fruity pebbles. It is. Oops. And uh, it's yeah, showing up unexpectedly. And I think that's why I kind of always liked them. Now, uh, the the Lidsville. Let's let's talk a little bit about Lidsville because oh, I, I liked Lidsville a lot. I have to apologize to David because I was saying that it was the wrong person that jump ship to Lidsville. He was right. It was always. Butch Patrick yep. left the Munsters yes. to be on. Oh, well, I he didn't leave. I, leave, I think the Munsters were canceled, he, so he went to yeah. his was, next job was Lidsville. Big gig. Yeah, and it's funny because I, up until last night when I watched my first uh, watched the episode, the you know to catch up to remember this stuff. I didn't realize that. Of course, I was a little kid. I mean, and I had watched Monsters because a lot of us grew up watching them after school when mm-hmm. they were shown, and. Uh, so when I'm watching Lidsville last night, I'm watching this this teenage kid, and I'm like, why does he look so familiar? And then, of course, Butch Patrick comes across, and yeah. now I'm like, oh. Well, and I, I know. That's and why would you recognize him? Because suddenly he's in modern clothing. He doesn't have the widow's peak hair. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like just another teen. He looks like a, a early he, 70s teenager He looked like he's a teenager, hair. but playing an eight-year-old. Yep. 
almost looked almost as good as um, Christopher Knight back then, but not quite. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it was kind of good. I mean, kind of a cute kid. I think if I had you know been a little bit older and not, but a lot younger. I don't know. Anyway, going way off. Uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. Oh my gosh! Uh, which, I hated that. Did you really? I really did. <laughs> I hear I thought he was going in a whole different direction with that. I didn't mind it. It was it was okay. Um, what, what didn't you like about it? Well, let's see. How much time do we have left on the clock? Not much. Not much, Bob. <laughs> Sum it up. Yeah. Everything. Okay. Um, and that actually, Marty Croft actually said or said, one of them said that uh, they got that idea because they were walking along the beach and saw a huge clump of... Seaweed. seaweed and they brought it back to their office set it on the desk and created Zygmunt and the sea monsters yeah but there was no drugs involved right anyway a lot of, a lot of crab um but <laughs> the lost saucer ruth buzzy jim neighbors yep yep How, why should I, that was my favorite I, my god i thought I you know. were gonna say one of those two uh, that because <laughs> that's right in your wheelhouse it would have been well um, not only the Lost Saucer, it made it but nearly five episodes. It was great. The, and the other, the other one, the um, I think that's who it was. I'm sure it was. Yeah, Lost Saucer. And, yeah, it was. Uh, La, My goodness, Lost Saucer and uh, meth is a hell of a drug, Peter. Um, <laughs> so, Lost Saucer, and then the other one that they created, which was just darn near uh, the the same, was uh, now I can't think of it. Uh, the the far out space nuts. Who was in that? Uh, Bob Denver okay. and uh, the other guy. As it was it Alan? Her- no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't him. Herschel Bernardi, I think, might have been. What's okay. the, what show are we talking about? The, Far Out. Space we all Nuts. look at Ron. Um, Far Out Space. Nuts. Far Out Space Nuts. Uh, both came out in 1975. <clears throat> that was interesting. I watched that too, and really, that truly was. Uh, other than it wasn't uh, Hale. Uh, playing the other part, that was the Skipper and Gilligan. Yeah, in well, space. Well, it's a good formula. Why screw around with it? Exactly. Chuck and McCann. It's also Chuck McCann. Okay. Maloney. Yep. Chuck McCann. That makes sense. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, um, it was it was interesting as I'm watching the episode. Uh, he says every once in a while he, he Chuck McCann would uh, say to Bob Denver, "Come on, little pal." <laughs> and it was like you just it was like it was right there and then he just didn't do it. And it was uh, it was kind of funny. Well, they're in jokes probably. Okay. Um yeah, I'm sure it was. But uh but it was truly a uh and, and in fact even that's one of those openings that starts right off, you know, all those openings start off by we're going to tell you how they got where they're at. Right. This is the origin. Right. Uh but no anyway, um so it's kind of funny that uh you know, they do this opening and um it shows them uh it shows uh those two loading the spaceship and it says you know the uh, breakfast and they throw all these these breakfast things breakfast dinner they throw the dinner lunch launch hits the button <laughs> of course <laughs> you know bob denver hits the button and, and off they go which i thought was it's like well yeah that's typical gilligan so um another thing and we're, we're not doing a lot with this because apparently none of us except maybe me was really and bob was really into uh into them <coughs> i'll tell you the nighttime show that surprised me i did not realize that they produced 
was the Barbara Mandrell and Mandrell sisters. Yes, I saw that. I was like, that doesn't make sense to me because it and, doesn't and, fit. It doesn't fit exactly. It was my sister was a huge Barbara Mandrell fan, uh, and it was an okay show, but it didn't fit the formula of. Donnie Marie. It was, yeah. More, it, well, Barbara Mandrell and Mandrell Sisters was more of a traditional, mm-hmm. traditional show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe at that point they decided high concept wasn't working so well. But I was yeah. the breadth of their experience was really quite, quite. You know, they had very long careers in Hollywood, um, yeah. special Emmys and stuff like that. Well, too. and yeah, and I was going to uh, mention that uh, as well. They had, um, if I remember, to print it off. And let's not forget the fabulous amusement park that was the world of Sid and Marty Croft. It lasted six months yes. because nobody thought, hey, maybe if we need to get people into a place, we shouldn't put them on a single ele- escalator. That <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I mean, they, they literally could not get people in fast enough. Uh, in 2018, the Crofts did receive a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, at the Daytime Emmys. In 2020, the Crofts were honored with a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. And in May of 2022, the Crofts participated in the first CroftCon, a convention held in Orinda, California, where they were joined by some of the actors from the television series. So really, Sid and Marty Croft, are, are you know, their legacy is still going to this day. Um, which I've, And they're both still alive. Uh, one of them in their 90s, the other, I think, uh, 80s, probably. I'd say actors from the TV show that you just mentioned, I forgot. But, of course, unfortunately, those actors were the, the people who were actually in the puppets for Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Yes. Not the voice actors. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm kidding. I don't know. I know. But, well, we've like, had a really Like Will, Penny, day. and uh, the other person. Oh, uh, uh, Will, Penny, and Rick. Going over the waterfall. You know, I think it was Rick, or it was Ron. I don't know what it was. Their uncle? I was trying to steal from the pop cult father. <clears throat> but then the father disappeared. Oh, that's right. He did. And his uncle showed up. That's right. In Land of the Lost. That's right. Oh, I was trying to steal from the pop culture preservation society. Try to get some more likes. <laughs> his uncle. Think about send that. send us some likes? Here? Hashtag <laughs> pop culture preservation society. <laughs> Um, I think it's a strange coincidence. Hey, let's do a quiz. Sure. Because why not? Uh, let's do a quiz. Um, we'll all right. Get them right this time. I think so. We'll see. We'll see. I'm interested to see what Ron. Ron. <laughs> uh, okay. Number one. Sid Croft worked as an opening act for what major celebrity? When he asked his brother for help, cementing their partnership, was it A, Liberace, B, Sid Charisse, or C, Judy Garland? Let's start with Bob. I'm going to say Judy Garland. Well, it's Pride Month. I would, too. Ron. Judy Garland. Sid Charisse. Ron and Bob got it right. It was no, Judy Garland. I only did it because, you know, Sid, Sid. Sit, sit, yeah, yeah, sit down. I went for because it's pride. And ne- ne- next up will be Cher or Beth Midler. <laughs> no. In 1976, a developer asked yeah. the Croft brothers to develop an indoor amusement park. Yeah, I, can still, I can still keep this one, though, because he didn't, he didn't hit the answer. Called The World of Sid and Marty Croft in what major city? A, a, Atlanta. B, Pasadena. C, Dallas. Let's start with Ron. Atlanta, Brian. Dave. Atlanta. 
Atlanta, also known as Atlantis, because we have the song from Futurama. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. And that building today is now the CNN headquarters. Yes, it is. And uh, there goes another question. Okay, no. <laughs> I did. By the way, that you don't know, I did 15 of these just to make sure. That, um, next one. Many of the writers came from what canceled TV? Oh, I'm sorry. Many of the writers of Land of the Lost came from what canceled TV series? I found this one fascinating. A. Star Trek, B, Twilight Zone, C, Space 1999. Let's start with Dave on this one. Star Trek. Bob? Give me the choices, because quite frankly, you can go for a couple of them. Star Trek, Twilight Zone, or Space 1999? And the question itself said... Many of the writers of Land of the Lost came from what canceled TV series? I'll go with Star Trek. Twilight Zone. Dave and Bob got it. Yep. Is David Gerald. Did you read that as well? No. Oh, okay. The, but I do know that it, Land of Lost is reputed to have quite a few serious scientific or serious sci-fi genes. David Gerald. And Gero. so that made a lot of sense. Bijo Trimble. Well, and it's and plus I think Space 1999 was, was after, after Lost. Yeah, it was. That's why. Yes, yeah, it was. I threw that one there. But um, and that's interesting too because if I remember correctly, with Land of the Lost. There were a lot of episodes that, although they were pretty much singular episodes, they brought a lot of those concepts consistently back. The Slezak and the time machine and, and all that. It was the crystal like combination. the crystals. Yeah. That was all something that they kind of continued on with. Uh, which show was created first? A, The Bugaloos, B, HR Puff and Stuff. Or C, the lost saucer. Let's start with Bob. HR, puff and stuff. <laughs> Run. The bugaloos. Created or aired? Created. I'm still going with HR, puff and stuff. HR, puff and stuff. The bugaloos aired first, though. Um, which of these little people played Sigmund in Sigmund and the Sea Monster? A, Billy Barty. B, Patty Maloney. Or C, Philip Paley. <laughs> I just think the names are adorable. Um, sorry, that might not be PC. Very, said, that's very big. You know, I, I know, sorry. I, I, that's, no, um, but anyway, uh, Billy Barty, Patty Maloney, or Philip Paley. Let's start with Ron. Patty Maloney. I think it's Billy Barty. Billy Barty with the cigar. Billy Barty. Uh, seven. Which craft character made an appearance on another Craft show. Craft show. Craft. Sorry for, for the craft company. A, Sigmund traveled on the Lost Saucer. B, Chaka visited the Far Out Space Nuts. Or C, H.R. Puff and Stuff visited Sigmund. Start with Dave. H.R. and Sigmund. Okay. Bob, Sigmund traveled on the Lost Saucer. Chaka visited the Far Out Space Nuts. Or H.R. Puff and Stuff visited Sigmund. Sigmund and HR. Okay. B. Chaka visited the far out space nuts. Uh, Puffles, Puff and Stuff visited Sigmund. Uh, eight. The Bugaloos were Sid and Marty Croft's answer to A. The Beatles. B. The Monkees. C. The Rolling Stones. Let's start with you this time. 
He's pointing to me in case anybody. Oh, Ron. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's go with the monkeys. Okay, the monkeys. All right, monkeys. Yep, yep. They people said, that, "Oh, they're doing this for the Beatles," and they came right out and said, "No, this this is the our version of the monkeys." Because the monkeys, we're stealing have, it we're from pop- them. Yeah, because what what would it else would have been on Saturday morning at the time? Exactly. Archies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that wasn't one of our choices. Oh, I know, but that's what I would have gone with. <laughs> Could have been the groovy ghoulies. <gasps> Oh my he didn't God, say the I tricks rabbit, so I was happy. Um, <laughs> the tricks are rabbit. <laughs> the elections in 1966. <laughs> Number nine, Deidre Hall, also known as Electra Woman, and just celebrated her 5,000th episode on what long-running soap opera? A. Young and the Restless. B. General Hospital. C. Days of Our Lives. We're going to start with Dave. Must be days or General Hospital. General Hospital. Bob. Like the sand through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. Ron. I'm going to go days of our lives. Days of our lives. Uh, Number 10. What was the first name of Witchy Poo? Was it A. (coughs) Esmeralda. B. Wilhelmina. C. Griselda. Start with Bob. Wilhelmina. Okay. Wilhelmina. Okay. Griselda. Ron and Bob got it. It was <sighs> Wilhelmina. Number 11. How many episodes did H&R... Liberation, of course. Did a, yes. <laughs> how many episodes did H.R. Puff and Stuff have? A, 17, B, 13, or C, 21? We're going to start with... Who did I start with this last one? I think I started with Bob, so we're going to start with Ron. Seven, B, 13. 13? 21. 21? The 17, 13, or 21, Bob? 17. I'm wrong. Bob got it. 17. Number, the next Tells one. you how much I've actually watched the DVDs that I own. It would be a short. I was thinking short. I knew it was a short season compared to what most TV shows were doing at the time. So, right. Because right. I think at the time they were doing mostly like 30, 30 episodes. Yeah, they were doing like 35 episodes, 36. But yeah, it was a very long-lived show because, well, as we, I think we've talked before with uh, mm-hmm. Noble Children's Programming, every year you get a new crop of kids coming to discover yeah. and another crop that's leaving the show, so they just keep rerunning the same episodes over and over. And right. Who's going to complain? Yeah. New yeah. Uh, next one. What was the name of the father on Land of the Lost? Was it A, Rex Marshall, B, Rick Marshall, or C, Ron Marshall? Start with Dave. Rick Marshall. Rick Marshall. Rick Marshall. Yes, yes, yes. All right, almost done here. Hey, here's an interesting one, folks. Wesley Ewer, I think I pronounced that right, Will Marshall, played Will Marshall, Land of the Lost, got his first big break on what daytime soap opera? A, I just love the. I just love to watch Dave's eyes roll. Um, a, Days of Our Lives. B, General Hospital. Or C, Young and the Restless. We'll start with Bob. Like the sand through the hourglass. <laughs> these are the if days it isn't broken, of our don't lives. Fix it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Days of Our Lives as well. Okay. I'll just be different. Young and the Restless. Those two got it. It's yeah. still Days of Our Lives. Um, which show premiered first? Days of Our Lives. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was General Hospital, sorry. Uh, no. Uh, 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 which show premiered first? The Lost Saucer, Far Out Space Nuts, or C, they premiered at the same time? Let's start with Dave. C. All right. 
C. All right. C. Yes. And on different networks, which was, I thought, kind of interesting. Uh, they had lunch together, and all of a sudden, they both had the exact same idea with slight things. So they, so they took it in different directions yeah, and ran with was, it. Yeah, was, that's what the, the Croft brothers said on the interview. What was... Sid and my last question. What was Sid and Marty's most popular evening variety show? Was it A, the Barbara Mandrell show, B, the Donnie and Marie show, or C, the Brady Bunch variety hour? Start with Bob. Donnie and Marie. They loved Marie. They she was so talented and so wonderful. Donnie was the businessman. They mm-hmm. liked him too. Ron? <laughs> Donnie and Marie. I think it was Donnie Marie because I remember they were quite the sensation for a while. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So that's it. Even uh, though one was a little bit country and the other was rock and roll. True. Yes. The worst rock and roll ever. If you listen to that song, it's like they're both country. What what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and if we all know we all remember what Donnie Osmond's favorite color was, right? Um purple. Yes. Yeah, the socks were purple. Purple. Everything was purple. That man was purple from head to toe. Um, I don't know that. I, 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 I. <laughs> Bob, Bob had a, Especially had in the together. face. <laughs> from yelling so much. <laughs> yes, Bob, the face. <laughs> wow, this has been a real interesting episode, guys. Oh, really interesting. So careful. <laughs> um... Before we go, we always do uh, our rest in peace segment of uh, people in uh, pop culture, um, in our pop culture past that have passed away. And there have been quite a few. And uh, I'm going to actually hand the mic for a minute over to uh, Ron for the first three, uh, because I'm a little more clueless on these. Thanks, Brian. (laughs) You're welcome. So uh, the the first one I want to mention is Jim Brown, who uh, was a uh, Hall of Fame running back. In the National Football League, also um, a well-known actor who uh, a couple of his credits were uh, the Dirty Dozen and I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, mm. along with others. <clears throat> I love them. Also, get you sucker. I'm very big in social justice. Um, we actually just kind of passed a, a milestone with one of his events. Uh, it was June 4th, but today's the 8th, right? Mm-hmm. So June 4th, 1967, I do believe it was, is when it was the uh, Cleveland Summit, which was a uh, <clears throat> a group of 12 African-American athletes all came together in support of Muhammad Ali, who was just going to be taken to jail for not going to the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time where athletes kind of stood up. Everybody thought that they were going to take the government side. But in actuality, they all supported Muhammad Ali. A very famous photograph of Jim Brown, uh, Lou Alcindor, who turned into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Bill Russell was there. Also, a lot of Olympic athletes, uh, which kind of spurred Jim Brown's uh, place in the social justice and he continued to do that throughout the rest of his life um continued to try to get uh, civil rights movements moving forward so he was also known for that wow um and then two other people who are uh, also rather important in my opinion uh, the first one was superstar billy graham not to be confused with reverend billy graham uh, superstar billy graham was a professional wrestler who came to the heights in the 1970s uh he was one of the first uh performers to actually be be a bodybuilder type thing uh, really was having the steroids really heavy into steroids mm. um, but his uh, influence is still seen today 
uh, he was more about show and more about uh, work on the microphone than what he actually did as a wrestler because he really wasn't that great in the ring. But uh, his influences include, among many, would be Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Jesse the Body Ventura. So we wouldn't have any of that if without him. <clears throat> and then finally, we just lost yesterday the Iron Sheik, mm-hmm. who uh, was yeah. also a, a very famous professional wrestler, but was also a, a decorated amateur wrestler. Actually, from Iran, uh, before he became a pro wrestler, he was also the bodyguard of the last Shah of Iran. Really? Yes, he was. Uh, also the uh, assistant coach for the U.S. Greco-Roman wrestling team for the 1972 Olympics. Um, but he rose to fame in the late 70s because he kind of piggybacked off the Iran um, hostage sure. uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, he was the world champion in 1984. When uh, uh, somebody by the name of Hulk Hogan beat him, which then kind of made Hulkamania happen. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that he made prominence from was a, uh, an arrest that happened in 1987, which I told Brian about beforehand. Uh, up until that point, people believed that the good guys and the bad guys didn't really like each other. Mm-hmm. Until that one day in New Jersey when the cops pulled over Jim Dugan and Iron Sheik with a boatload of cocaine in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from that moment on, people kind of realized, oh, wait, these guys are actually friends and they all hang out with each other. So that changed the, the trajectory as well of professional wrestling. But then in, in the last 10 or 15 years or so, he also came back um, and was a very prominent uh, user of Twitter. And the Iron oh. Sheiks uh, was a must uh, follow on Twitter. Um, pull the curtain back and actually he didn't run it it was actually his two nephews that ran it but it was basically him commenting on the social uh, events of the day and then his usual rundown of Hulk Hogan as well so you get a chance to, to look at some of the stuff one of his, his famous quotes and I don't know if I can say the word on the podcast but it was always fuck the Monday is what, his, what he would always just put on every Monday yeah. well you so, can't say that Oh, <laughs> you can't. <I> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those were the, the, the three in the sports and entertainment uh, world that we lost. Wow. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, I, the Iron Sheik is only only one that I, I truly, I truly remember. And I find it fascinating that the story of finding the two of them with a boatload of cocaine in the car, the biggest uproar wasn't the cocaine. No, not at all. Because it was the 1980s, so everybody was doing that. But it's the fact that it was the good guy and the bad guy were in the car together. And that was, yep. uh, so that that fascinates me. It also fascinated me that you just gave us all of that. And folks, there was nothing. He he just did that by memory. That just fascinates me too. It's a curse. No, I think it's a beautiful curse. Um, thank you, Ron. Uh, we've also uh, lost um, Robert, uh, actor Robert Stevens Stevenson. Who, uh, amongst other uh, roles, played Volstag in the Thor movies? I know he's probably done. He's, he did a lot, lot more, but those—that's what I'll always remember him uh, as because I thought he was perfect in that role. He had that down. I, I, from the moment I saw him in the first movie, it was like, that's the comic book character right there. I, I you, you don't agree with me? Uh, in action and words, it was, but. Volstag was a bit heavier. heavier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was a bit bigger. I agree with Almost that. Almost godlike. He just didn't make all that. He just couldn't make all the fat jokes that they do in the comics. Yeah, that's well, true. Real life nowadays with Christy and the milkshake joke. Okay, I'll tell you off screen. Okay, sounds good. Um, uh, Astrid, Gil- and I'm probably destroying this name. Astrid Gilberto, uh, a singer. Who and this is this is really obscure, but uh, she's saying she had one big hit, the girl from 
and Panina. Oh, okay. oh. Okay. so she just passed away. Yeah, that's too. Oh. Um, yeah, one big hit, but it, you know, it's, do, do, you know, uh, so many movies. That's it. Yes, Gerald Castillo, uh, another uh, actor, probably best known for playing Slater's father on Saved by the Bell, uh, passed away. Um, Ed Ames, a uh, huge singer, uh, an actor. Um, uh, on Broadway, and who's one of his most memorable performances or moments is on The Tonight Show uh, when he was showing Johnny Carson uh, how to throw axes. And uh, and they had the big circle that they would spin around and they had the, the uh, outline of the man. And he throws the axe and it, and he hits it. Boom, right between the legs, right at the crotch. And everybody just roared. And I think Johnny Carson said something to the effect of, I did not know you were Jewish, which, you know, got a great laugh. So, uh, so him. And then, of course, uh, to wrap it up, uh, Tina Turner, the legendary. If anyone deserves a standing ovation, it's her. Because not only did I think she had a beautiful and a voice and an amazing uh, stage presence, but man, what she went through in real life and uh, came out on the other side even better. That's That says a lot. So to all of you, uh, we thank you for your time and your talent, and uh, uh, we, we will miss you all. Anyway, uh, so that's that. Um, next month, folks, we're diverting again from our four-part uh, Saturday morning talk. The guys here, all of us on our bench uh, or on our on our porch, are going to get off the porch, and we've decided we're going to go see a movie together. Uh, Indiana Jones, the next movie, and uh, then we are going to come back. And I thought next month we will talk about everything Indiana Jones from uh, from the first one to the last one, and we will see just how. How different, I'm just going to say different, uh, This the fourth one was to this fifth and final one. I, I, I don't, personally, guys, I don't have really high hopes, but we'll see. We'll see. It is still Harrison Ford. The one preview comment that I got from uh, off a site was, it makes Crystal Skull look like Citizen Kane. Yikes. All right, then. Well. We're going to find out, and uh, we will let you know on uh, in the July podcast. So until then, uh, I want to thank um, everybody at the um, Impact Studio here, here high above, high atop the Benish Building in uh, downtown Monroe, and of course, beautiful downtown Monroe. Depends where you look. Well, it's it's like beautiful downtown Burbank. It's a oh, I see. Okay, black. beautiful. Okay, black. you're right. You're right. You're right. Beautiful downtown Monroe. And no one uh, thinks it's beautiful. You're supposed to. Oh, just supposed to say that. That's right. That's true. Beautiful downtown Burbank. Okay. Beautiful. I can't do Gary Owens, but live you know. from no. Studio City. <laughs> he get, he gets it. Yeah, he got it. He got it. Uh, and I want to thank you three as always for coming back and uh, humoring the daylights out of me. And uh, until the next time, everybody, please stay off our lawn.